you know, I just got back a, a few weeks ago from a tour where there were many people who were worshipers and their testimony to me was that they've never experienced worship like they did when they were worshiping in Israel. Welcome to the Walk of Devotionals podcast for worshipers. This episode is an interview-driven midweek drop of the walk with a very special guest. Scott Volk is a pastor, scholar, and passionate leader. His nonprofit exists to fulfill the biblical mandate of supporting those who labor in the land of Israel. We talk about that calling and the idea of worshiping through Israel on this special episode. Here we go. Scott Volk is with us today from Together for Israel, and he is our, well, tour operator seems like a really cheesy name because <laughs> you're so much more than that, but but he is our, here, here's a new one, tour mentor. Scott is our Ooh. tour mentor. <laughs> you, can, you can put that on, a, on your little name placard right there. I love that, Josh, who I've never <laughs> been called that before, but I'm telling you, being a tormentor is going to be a tormentor. That's that you have to make sure that that's two words though, because you got tormentor and then you got tormentor. <laughs> <laughs> so I won't be tormenting anybody, but I will gladly mentor where the touring is concerned. <laughs> exactly. All right. You, you get it. Scott is the reason that we have this amazing opportunity to go to Israel. We're bringing Meredith Andrews with us and two other special guests that we're about to announce, which we're very, very excited about. But before we get into all of that, I think it's best for the people coming along to get to know Scott, his ministry, and why Israel, why your connection to Israel and how you sucked us in. You sucked us in to this beautiful, amazing thing. <laughs> well, so bro, what brought you over yeah. there first? Like, what was the deal? Like, how did you get connected? Well, here's the amazing thing, Joshua. I was born and raised in a Jewish home. Uh, did actually did a COVID, te- uh, a COVID test, listen to me, a DNA test during COVID. <laughs> and um, it came back 100% Jewish. And I called my parents and I'm like, mom, dad, are you telling me that nobody in our DNA ever married outside of Jew- Jewish DNA? And they said no, but I kind of changed things around because I married an Arab, Joshua. <laughs> so I, I changed things around with that DNA thing. But let me tell you something. Even though I was raised in a Jewish home, studied in Hebrew school the first 10 years of my life, I, as a believer in Jesus, a Jewish believer in Jesus, really had no even understanding hmm. of the centrality of Israel where God's heart for the nations is concerned. And I took my first trip over to Israel in 2005. I was pastoring a local church. I brought people on a tour and God arrested me as I walked into an underprivileged children's center where we were going just simply to serve and be with some kids in addition to seeing sights. And in my heart and spirit looked at these kids and heard in my heart, in as much as you've done it to the least of these brothers of mine, you've done it to me. And that started me, Joshua, on a journey in 2005, just seeing the amazing heart that God has for the children of Israel. But listen, it's not because he loves Israel more than he loves anybody else. 
Right. It's because he he needed to choose one nation through whom his son, the Messiah, could come to bring salvation to every nation. And sometimes, you know, I, I say this often, brother, if I, as a Jewish believer in Jesus, could be so blinded to God's heart for Israel, it's no wonder to me that many, many people, when they hear that God loves Israel and that Israel still has a place and a plan in God's purposes, that they do what I do, did, they go, you know, why I forgot <laughs> to love the world. What's right. so important about Israel? So right. that 2005 trip, brother, to Israel just changed everything for me. And um, I just, I, I knew at that point that he was calling me to do something significant for Israel. And I experienced a heart change where um, even my own heritage was concerned. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Hmm. Wow. So how, well, just logistically, how many times have you been over? Like, do you even know? Uh, I actually stopped counting at 30, but I, it's it's probably <laughs> close to 40. Uh, 35 of those trips were leading tours. But uh, here's the crazy thing, my friend. Uh, you would think going to the same place that many times would make visiting again less impacting but the beautiful thing for me is every time I am there, I get a sense that I am literally walking where Jesus, Yeshua, walked. I'm literally looking at skylines that Abraham and David and Joshua looked at. It, 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 never, it never gets old for me. So whether it's 30, 40, or it's going to be 100 one day. Uh, that that will mark how many times I've been there. And I never, never tire of going over there. And I never tire of seeing the faces of the people who are with me yeah. as their eyes are opened, as their hearts are changed, yeah. uh, where God's heart for Israel is concerned. That's amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, that's exactly what happened to Rachel and I when we visited with you. It was it, it was eye opening. And, and for me, it was very interesting. You know, my wife is Jewish, so she's very connected to the land and the people just through that heritage. And so she had, I think, even more of an emotional experience than I did her second time. Mm. Uh, for me, it was my first time and I was, it, it was excited. I was an amazing, all that exciting, like, yay, cool travel. But for me, it yeah. was like a, a brain awakening. It was like an, an intellectual, like, whoa, I'm putting all the pieces together here of what I've been reading about and what I've been picturing in my own mind. And now seeing it, it was, it really, it was like a, 
I felt like I was in a movie. I felt like I was in like I was in Indiana Jones and I was like, you know, and then I (laughs) (laughs) and of course it was like I met God there and and that was beautiful. And then I got on the plane and on the way back, I had this moment. I was just like, I can't wait to go back. Like, I can't wait to go back. Like it was this weird thing. Like I thought I would be more um, similar to my wife, like really emotional, like this is it, man. And and I was excited and it was amazing, but it was more like stimulating in an interesting way. So, but, but what I brought back with me to our organization and to our tribe was, man, a hunger and a thirst to bring more worship to the land and a a real desire to stop in those moments when I'm in my head and use worship to get into my heart. Wow. In those, in those places, like you say, like Abraham and Isaac, this is the spot worship is mentioned for the first time in the Bible. So in your experiences of going over there, how would you say worship has affected or not affected or been a part of, and how can we, in terms of our, our, our future guests that will be coming with us on tours how can we explain what they can expect as we start to weave more worship experiences into these trips? I love that. It's interesting to me that you bring up the Abraham and Isaac uh, story, because I was about to say the first time that worship is mentioned in, in the Bible, it's in the context of Jerusalem, yeah, the very place where Abraham offered up his son and God provided a ram in the thicket, which is the very same place that Jesus was offered up and and raised from the dead in Jerusalem. I mean, it's kind of like this mind-blowing <laughs> thing. I can't think of a better place for people who have a heart for worship to go mm. than the very place where worship itself was introduced to the universe through Abraham, who is the father of our faith. He said, yeah. I and the I and the lad will go yonder and we will worship. So whether or not a song is a, a song is written or there's a guitar or drums or anything, there's something happens inside the heart of a worshiper. I think it unlocks uh, unlocks their heart to really interact with the God whom we worship in mm. the very place where worship was introduced. So some people who are in the worship world, as, as we know the term worship today, yeah. have yeah. come to Israel, have come to Israel with me. You know, I just got back a, a few weeks ago from, you know, I just got back a, a few weeks ago from a tour where there were many people who were worshipers and their testimony to me, was that they've never experienced worship like they did when they were worshiping in Israel, who's in the worship industry. Yes. But when when I heard that from them, it had nothing to do with the quality of sound. It had nothing to do with uh, the look of the stage. It had everything to do with where we were as they uh, let their worship um, go up to the Lord. And so, Joshua, I feel because your heart is so in that world, the the worship world, 
that it's not going to be hard for us when we're in Israel to see worshipers connect with God, even if I wasn't a great tour mentor, or you were not a great tour leader. I mean, we could stink at that, but if we're bringing worshipers to Jerusalem, my friend, they're going to encounter the God of worship in the very place where worship was instituted. So that that's what really excites me. <laughs> Let's go right now. Let's go. Let's get Let's on the go, plane. Brother. I'm ready. I'm ready. I am ready. I am ready. Okay. Why? And this is a question that's been answered a lot of different times, but I think it's a great question to ask as it relates to Israel, because I think every individual has their own answer to this that may be more personal to them. But why is it so important for Christians to visit Israel? Yeah, well, when you when you look at the word of God, the Bible, <laughs> uh, <laughs> most all of it transpired in Israel. When, 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 when we're leading our group that we're going to be bringing, that I'm so blessed to be coming uh, on the tour with you on, we're going to be standing on the Sea of Galilee where the vast majority of the Gospels were. That, that's where Jesus lived. Yeah. So for me, being in Israel does something where the word of God is concerned that is going to be life-changing for anybody Mm. who loves who loves this word because now when i open up and i'm reading in the gospel of matthew jesus <laughs> stood by the sea of galilee and addressed his disciples and fed 5000 people or spoke on uh the mount of beatitudes his most famous message and the most amazing message ever spoken in the history of man we are standing right there. So now when I read it in the Bible, it's not just like words on a page. I've got this vivid image of the skyline that Jesus was looking at as he was delivering these messages. I can't help but think, Joshua, that when someone goes to Israel, even if they're not a worshiper or a lover of God, as soon as they open up this Bible, it comes to life in such a unique and magnificent way mm. because they were there. So I, um, I would say if, if, if somebody said, Hey, uh, do you think I should go to Israel? I would, I would say 100% yes. And it's interesting to me, you know, why? do you know another reason? And this is kind of a weird way of even expressing it. Another reason why I think it's important to go to Israel is because the devil's going to do everything he can to keep you away from it. He's going to, he's going to, he's going to use, um, the news media that is trying to highlight reasons why people shouldn't go to Israel. Mm -hmm. He's going to use churches, many of whom have already written off Israel and saying, you know, that Israel no longer has a place in God's eternal purposes. All of these things are coming against Israel to keep God's people, uh, uh, ignorant to the reality of the importance of Israel. And as we step foot on that ground, I think that God honors our willingness and obedience to go. It's almost like we're taking this step to go. And then he opens up, he opens up our hearts. Joshua, I've been privileged to lead thousands to Israel. 
and not one of them has returned saying they regretted going. And it wasn't because I was a great tour leader. It was because this is God's land. Yeah. <laughs> we Listen, bro, if you come and visit my house, I want you to leave thinking, man, Scott, Scott's an awesome host. Well, when we go to the land of Israel, the Lord's hosting us. We're <laughs> stepping into we're stepping into a land that He calls His own. So, uh, people sometimes people get excited about coming to my house, bro. Let's go to the house of the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. Well, so yeah. so many of our tribe are are also in addition to being worshipers, they're songwriters. And I just yeah. think that that's such an exciting, I just got chills just saying that the idea yeah. of being a psalmist where David was writing the Psalms, right? I mean, come on. Yeah. And, and yeah. coupling that with the fact that I think a lot of, there's a lot of prophetic voices and a lot of prophetic words that are in our songs these days. When people get these downloads of these amazing songs that are sung prayers to God, you know, there's a prophetic word in there that is biblically based, that's being spoken over, that we are speaking to God when we worship using that music. Yeah. Israel is a modern day answer to prophecy. Yes. So, I mean, I just feel like it's going to be like fireworks, putting songwriting with the land. I yeah. mean, I'm just making that as a statement. It's not even a question. I don't know. <laughs> no, but, but it's, it's, such, it's such an amazing statement because when you look at Israel, you're looking at a barren wasteland that has become a fertile field. You're yes. looking at something that was dead, a dead desert. I think Mark Twain, when he visited Israel, said, why would anybody visit this God-forsaken wasteland? But what happens is when God... When God fulfills his promise and his covenant to the people of Israel, bringing them back into the land, you talked about prophecy being fulfilled. Look what happens to that land. It becomes the largest distributor of fruits and flowers in the Middle East, and it's a desert. So throughout the scripture, it, it, it's clear that God brings life to the dead. Mm. He, he, in, in, in our deadness, in sin, he sent his son so that we might have life. God always chooses things that are not chosen because of their ability to produce anything, but maybe because of their inability, because God wants to be glorified through our inability. That's why he chose Abraham, mm. Abraham and Sarah, incapable of having children. Yet God said he's going to be the father of nations and through him, all the nations of the earth would be blessed. He chose Israel. Brother, let me tell you something. If I was God choosing where I was going to put in my name, it'd probably be San Diego, you know, <laughs> 70, 70 degrees all year round, palm trees, no humidity. But that's not God. He chooses a desert so that life can come. And if, if, that's, if that's what he does for Israel, that's what he's going to do for us. So going to Israel as a songwriter and seeing how life has sprung out of a dead desert, I just think that, and my prayer is that every songwriter that comes with us is going to experience the God who gives life mm. to the dead and that their songs now are going to be filled with hope mm. and with confidence because if God can, if God can, 
can fulfill his promise to Abraham, whose, whose wife had a dead womb, and to Israel, which was a barren wasteland, how much more will he fulfill it to us? And may the songs that are written as a result of our trip together be songs that will bring life to people who are hopeless or who are wondering, when will God ever fulfill his promise to me? Listen, if he did it for Israel, he'll do it. He'll do it uh, for you. And um, I'm just reminded of a scripture. I, I've never even, never, I don't know that I've ever even said anything about this, but it's in Isaiah where it says, sing, O barren woman. Sing, O barren. How can a barren woman sing? And then it goes on to say, for your maker is your husband, the God of the whole earth. Will he be called? Well, we've got a barren wasteland that is erupting in song. The Bible says the mountains sing, right? The trees clap their hands. That's what's happening in Israel. Those mountains are singing. They're, they're declaring the glory of the God who, who made a promise and whose promise is being fulfilled even as we're alive. I'm, I'm super stoked, bro, knowing that there are songwriters coming up. I'm, I'm like, okay, I, I can't wait. And, and, and I, I believe that as we travel together, that there's going to be inspiration rising in these men and women who are coming, these psalmists who are coming to really, uh, to really hear the heart of God in the land of Israel and then to let it come out in the songs that they'll write. Mm, that's it. That that is the vision. You you summed it up. That's why we are doing this. Uh, wow, man! I, it's a privilege to do this with you, Scott. I really look up to you, man, and I'm so grateful that you're going to be shepherding us on these on this trip. And uh, yeah, I, if you're it's so we're 20 minutes in, and if you're still listening to this or watching this, and you're feeling a tug on your heart. I'm just, I'm just, I'm not saying it, but I'm saying it, right? I mean, <laughs> come on, come on. Uh, yeah. it's, it, it might be a, something that you need to uh, seriously pray about. So Scott Volk, Together for Israel, he will be our tour mentor, new title, working title, we'll just say. <laughs> and you'll be hearing it. him speak and prophesy over us and pray over us as we are worshiping through Israel with Meredith Andrews the first week of February, 2024. Come along with us. Worshipthroughisrael.com. All right, guys. Thank you, Scott, for your time. I love you, brother. I love you too. It's a joy. Let me just say this, Joshua. Please. I really believe because the Lord put this on your heart. I am agreeing with you that every single person that's supposed to be here that the whisper of the Lord in their heart will be louder than the than the loud voices of all of Israel's opposers, because I really yes. believe that God's mighty hand is on this trip, and He set you and Rachel aside to to lead this amazing charge into Israel. And I am so honored that I get to play a small part in it. Next year in Jerusalem. Next year in Jerusalem. <laughs> All right. See you, Scott. <laughs> All right. Bless you, buddy. Bye-bye. That's it for the walk today. Head over to Worship Through Israel for more on our worship-filled tour with Meredith Andrews coming the first week of February 2024. Our usual walk devotional episodes will be back on Monday. Thanks for listening.
Life Audio. Hello, my name is Adam Comer. And I'm Ryan Chittister. And we're the host of Life After Addiction Podcast. If you or someone you love struggles with addiction, check us out, Life After Addiction Podcast, and you can subscribe at lifeaudio.com.